Metro booming on the beat, and it's it's Wayne. Wayne not gonna change who he is to for the time. He gonna keep doing him, and it worked. He's number one on the charts right now. So I don't think it was outdated. I mean, it well, yes, I do, but only because it made me feel nostalgic. It felt really good to hear Swiss Beats on there. You know, that uproar song really was just like. It hypes you instantly, you know, and it's like something I feel like music lacks. It took me back to the 2000s when I first heard Upper. I'm like, this sound like some yeah Drought 3 mixtape Wayne. Like, exactly. I, I felt it instantly. I'm like, okay. It was, that Wayne album was very nostalgic. Like, to, like I miss the days when you could ask your, ask your peers, like, who your favorite rapper? It was no argument, was no debate. It was Wayne. Wayne mm-hmm. was everybody's favorite rapper. So, a lot of people, they it's mixed reviews because, you know, as they say it sound outdated, but we was happy this man dropped another album. Like, we we definitely like Wayne a lot. We definitely some real Wayne fans. So. Most definitely. And for me to know lyrics, like, if some of Wayne's old um, mixtapes and, and albums, I know lyrics word for word for multiple songs, and that's a big deal for me because I don't really remember rap songs like that. You know, and the only person who I probably can remember a few words to words from is Kendrick right now. You know, so I'm very grateful. And Mona Lisa, you know, you might catch me on the Instagram, you know, spitting the whole song on live or something. Eventually, really? once I learn all the words, good luck. I'm acting it out. Sing, I'm gonna act it out. I'm gonna be the girl. I'm gonna be Kendrick when he was crying, and you know, I'm gonna be Wayne. <laughs> I'm gonna be the the getaway man. I'm gonna be all of them. You know. Just showing them how it is when you paint the picture. I saw this theory on Twitter today that uh, Mona Lisa is about Superhead. <laughs> Explain. Go into that. No, because it's because you know, like for years now, like Superhead is what's her real name? I don't like calling Super. Huh? Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna be, be a gentleman. Corinne Stephens has been like Wayne's go-to chick. Like I've seen a documentary, a, a video of her. Like yeah, when Wayne called me at five in the morning. I leave my husband. I get out the bed and I go see Wayne. Like. That's the type of relationship him and her have for years. So, like, they think it's thieves, so why not be thieves together? But, like, that was just a theory I seen on Twitter. Like, it was pretty funny. But yeah. That makes the end part make sense more. Mm-hmm. But the, we, I saw it as just, the, yeah, like, the guy on the other end. Like, you know, the first scenes were like, yeah, Wayne's side. Like, yeah, we going to get him. And then, you know, you my girl. At the end of the right. day, you going to always be my girl. And then, dude, and then whoever Superhead was dealing with, Kareem was dealing with, that's Kendrick part. Like, man, you, it's <laughs> me your, your ringtone. Give me your phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was weak at that point. Like, what? He really just, like, turned up the theatrics on that. And that's something that I feel uh, added a new element to the um, album is, like, storytelling. You I know, missed Wayne's that. not really yeah. a storyteller. What? No, I'm saying, like, how Kendrick's t- oh, tells Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wayne tells his stories in his way, but, you know, they literally, you could visualize every single part of that song, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not going to lie, at the beginning, I didn't understand half the stuff his mom was saying, but, you know, I get it. She She's proud of her son, you know. I mean, he was crying. A, that album proud. was a family affair. He had Regine on it, and Regine really surprised me because I thought yeah, she was going to Yeah, that was really on, good. That song is amazing. Yeah. I thought she was going to get on there and, like, try to what, rap. What is it, uh, Famous? famous? Yeah. yeah, I was really impressed with that song. Um, it I gave was, it a rock vibe type, like kind yeah, of like a, a like, punk rock type. Not a punk rock, but um, alternative rock type That's another song that it. took me back to like the early 2000s with Wayne, that kind of like that. In the background, because people were like, yeah, yeah, like kind of mm-hmm. like that, that like, crowd um, in the background. Green, is it Green Day or Lincoln? One of them had a song where it was kind of like the Haley Girl, I think. 
Don't quote me. I might be all the way wrong, but but you know, I've Wayne heard a had song a rock that, album. Yeah, I've heard a song that was similar to that before, though, like from a non-black artist. So yeah. I was really like, oh my god, this is like really cool. Um, even though you know, I Regine, I'm hopefully she's growing up and you know being a better person to people, but her voice was beautiful on there. You know, yeah. so hopefully she has a great music career from that because I would love to hear more of what she can offer. Oh yeah, most definitely. You have the, the daughter of a legend, you know, and he threw Nevi on there. His first baby mom. Yeah, Ashanti. Yep, Ashanti. Is Ashanti one of his baby moms? No, no but, but uh, <laughs> I mean, he got so he got he Lauren put some throwbacks on some people from the past on there. So um, that was just a simpler time, dude. Like it, really, we were all happy. We didn't know what depression I, yeah, was. Yeah, we didn't know what the internet was for real. Yeah, like it was still a very new and shocking thing. Now it's like if you don't have it, it's like life is like ending without the internet. You know what? I also know about the internet. Then we're gonna move into Kanye. Um, Freaking man, the internet. I have FX, right? I have Xfinity mm-hmm. cable and all of that. They have something called FX Plus. So I can't watch season one of Snowfall anymore for free. Wait, what? Because they're like, oh, if you want to watch a past season, you got to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Or you can upgrade to FX Plus, even though FX is already included with your cable plan. Net because net neutrality is gone. People don't. You got to realize because we have no more net neutrality. These people are literally a lot. All these companies are merging together and doing different things because they can now. It doesn't matter if you have the cable channel now. If you want exclusive access to a show that you saw last that came out last year, you gotta pay for the upgrade to see something that's literally on your cable. See, provider. I've been wondering about. I was looking at that um today. I keep. I was watching. Uh, I was watching a movie on FX and it kept coming with some uh. American Horror Story, ad-free, FX. I'm like, dude, like, we're already paying for cable. I feel mm-hmm. like now this, we just need to delete cable at this point. Like, Yeah, now it's just probably cheaper to just get all separate television plans because mm-hmm. you have internet on your phone. You know, right, so it you, casts to your television if you have a Chromecast or a Fire Stick. Uh, so, you know, it's not really necessary to have Xfinity, which is probably why a lot of these providers are doing that to cancel out Xfinity, in a sense. You know, like... Cable is such a ripoff because you can, everybody's becoming unplugged. You got Hulu, you got YouTube, Red. And you Spotify got, gives you Hulu. Well, my sister's account, you, they have a Hulu account because of Spotify for some reason. Oh, so, you know, right? I'm, I'm trying to find out the login for Spotify so I can have Hulu. I have, you know, Netflix. I got all the little stream platforms. But uh, speaking of television and how cable is kind of dated, uh, Saturday Night Live. <sighs> Kanye. Okay, where do I start with this man? Okay, so I feel like because I'm the biggest Kanye advocate here, I probably should start this off by saying um, Kanye is on to something. He definitely is on to something. Look at you defending. Look, 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 look. Kanye is is on to something. Hold on, let me put you on live (laughs) before we talk about this because you tweaking, tweaking. And I want to understand this tweak. I got to understand. I have to understand Brandon's tweak a little bit better because he's talking about Kanye's on to something. And I really don't believe that that's the case. Okay, so, so like, okay, you didn't let me put it in, into context. Go right? ahead. So, <laughs> Kanye has been free thinking, I would say. You know, he is promoting the Republican Party, um, which is the opposition of the Democratic Party. So... I've been doing a little research, you know, and the Democratic Party hasn't been the most beneficial party for black people, you know. And I feel like as a whole, black people need to rethink 
who we vote for. And I feel like Kanye is kind of bringing that up, but he's very misinformed and doesn't know how to articulate that into a way to make people follow him. And I feel like he's using all the wrong tools to try to get his point across. Now, let's talk about what's going on before you go into this deep defense for Kanye West. So Kanye West um, was on Saturday Night Live this weekend, and he wore the MG MAGA hat, Make America Great Again hat during his performance, and said he would explain himself. Told the audience that Saturday Night Live and his team were bullying him for wearing the hat, and uh, he reaffirmed his position on the current president, meaning I really like this president or whatever, whatever. Um, also, he wore the Colin Kaepernick shirt with the MAGA hat and he also said that the 13th amendment needs to be removed he said that the 13th amendment is is something that keeps us pretty much mentally enslaved I mean okay but Kanye has lost his mind he has lost his goddamn mind okay all right so what type of person says that the 13th amendment this is something that that helped adjust the the way that things were done for African Americans. This is something that helped us to get to the next level. He also said that Abraham Lincoln was black. So what's wrong with Bar- what's wrong with bro? Okay, so he's like I said, he's very misinformed um, when it comes <laughs> to certain policies and certain you know you know certain. Now he's he wrong. Like a lot of the stuff he's saying, he's wrong. But let me tell you something about the Thirteenth Amendment. Amendment. Go ahead. The Thirteenth Amendment. We all, I mean, basically, we know the truth of it, but maybe right, our listeners don't. Right. So, like, Thirteenth Amendment basically is it allowed mass incarceration. You know what I'm saying? And when you, and that's that was a loophole they used to be able to incarcerate people and make them like slaves. I mean, how what do prisoners do all day? Some little chores. They are contractors to work. You know. I mean, so that's that's a that's the only thing I feel like he said that has some truth to it. Other than that, though, like I, I don't agree with what this man is saying, but. So you're. Def- I'm not defending Kanye. I'm just saying it's. He made one valid point out of like, twenty invalid points. I'm just saying like that. And that one, makes sense. It's cool to make a valid point, but overall, Kanye is not. He has nobody. You know how celebrities when they do crazy stuff like what Kanye doing, somebody is speaking for them saying on the PR level or something, saying, hey, you know, um, he's going to be on the hiatus for a little bit. He's going through a few things. He has nobody anymore. You know why? Because he's fired everybody. You know why? Because he thinks he knows everything. You know why? Because he's friends with Trump. And you know what Trump is doing? Trump is actually winning this situation. You know why? Because he has Kanye and Kim advocating for him and giving him more light and more attention that he truly does not deserve. I understand making America great again. I do believe that we need to make America great again. It's very important for us to all be on the same accord, but we don't have to do it Trump's way. I just feel like right right now what he's doing is like, like I said, he's trying to like help make, because I feel like the, the Democratic Party is not good for black people. We, yeah, we they do stuff to help, supposedly help our community, but what is it doing? It's been making us dependent on the government, and I feel like he's trying to like get that message across, but he's not doing it the correct way. You know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe he like well, welfare. Like from like, uh, um, you looking at it from like plain view? Yeah, you get a little help from the government to help you get your bills paid. But like, why do you need help from the government? Because 
the government didn't give you proper education to go get a, a, a real paying job, a good paying job. So, like, the government makes us dependent on them, and that's the whole Democratic Party right there. So I'm not saying Republicans are any better, but I'm saying, like, we as black people need to think about who we voting for. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the lesser of two evils, and I feel like he's trying to, like, bring make that aware, but kind of need to go read some books, an encyclopedia, become politically more aware of what's going on around him before he can just speak on something like that. Like, and then you... I don't know. The, the MAGA hat, he got to get rid of that, bro. Like, You're right. You're right. He does have to get rid of the MAGA hat. He has to also get rid of the Colin Kaepernick hat shirt, too, because he don't know what side he on, and he's confusing his damn self. He is one confused yes. individual. Even the fact, the fact that his own wife is against the Chicago move shows that Kanye really don't care about nobody but himself. You're literally allowing your kids to see you or have to visit you constantly instead of y'all living and being a family together because music is the most important thing to you. You have an entire family. You have three children. Regardless of what we think about Kim K and how she she maneuvers in the world, he has a family to take care of. If Kim says, I don't think we should move to Chicago, I don't think it's good for our children. That's not how she going to say it. She'd be like, Kanye. Um. Or however. Okay, let's do. <laughs> um, there you go. Babe, Um. so um, I was like, you know, the Soul House didn't give me a membership. So, I, you know, there's not enough paparazzi in Chicago. Like, who are we going to call when we pop out? Like, I, I don't know what to do. Our kids won't get any attention. Um, let's stay in Calabasas in the beautiful house we bought. Right, Mom? Yes. That's I, exactly probably how the conversation went. But the fact of the matter is it don't matter. That's his family. You don't leave your family. Kanye don't care about nobody but himself. And if that's how he going to be, he needs to... He needs somebody to help him. He needs a team. He needs a good team behind him. He don't need the Chris Jenner team. He needs the Kanye team. I, don't know, I just feel like mass destruction is about to happen to Kanye. I feel like Adidas going to drop him soon. Um, I feel like Kim is on the verge of divorcing him. Um, and yeah, he. I don't. I just and I feel like because he's getting so much scrutiny, Kanye doesn't do well with scrutiny. He feels like he's a genius and everybody should just listen to him. And he's right, you know. And if. He, I mean, I'm not going to lie, he is a, a musical genius, but, like, you're a musical genius, bro. And I, I honestly don't understand why us as people look to celebrities and musicians to be political icons or, like, Nobody still, does. I mean, no. Kanye literally the only person who's doing it. I mean, no, but, I mean, even if a celebrity speaks out on a certain issue or a certain political issue or whatever, like, that's their opinion. I don't know why we, we look to musicians who are, this is the... Like, being a musician is their job, it's their field, but we look to them to make the right political move, like or to say the right things, and that's not their job. Like, yeah, but I feel like when you, you do have a duty to the people. I'm, I don't know. I just feel like when you make it like a certain a certain status or a certain level, it's like you can't be yourself no more. I guess so. I guess to appease all of us, was he supposed to say what he really didn't feel? I think Kanye should shut up. That's just. Like, honestly, like, there's nothing else that can be said. Or, honestly, people need to just stop paying attention. Because once people stop paying attention, I think everything kind of falls apart at that point. So, you know. With that being said, we're going to go back to DJ EJ. Listen Tuesday, 6.15 to 8.15 p.m. You can always listen to the older shows at nittiesknocker.com. We are powered by Q4. 
radio. Q4 Studio is amazing. It's beautiful. We love it here. We like talking to y'all. And we like talking about things that are important, such as politics. Yay. So, there are tons of things going on politically uh, concerning the Supreme Court. And it seems like Republican senators don't really care about these scandalous things um, because they have their own agenda, of course. But the Kavanaugh hearing uh, was held in the nation's capital last week uh, about the allegations from from a young lady who, um, her name is Christine Blasey Ford, who says that she was sexually assaulted by him when they were in college. Now... Was it college or, or actually high school? high school. It was high school uh, because he was under the age of drinking. Now, if you listen to Kavanaugh's hearing last week, he talked a lot about all of the lies and fictional statements and how this couldn't be because I was doing this or because my calendar says this, blah, blah, blah. There was something that came out today that pretty much defeats every single thing he said and, and shows that he was being dishonest and that he's a liar. Um you know, he literally denied everything and he there was proof from people who said that they were there that night who were like, uh no, actually he does behave this way. Actually he was always drunk. Actually, I remember him stumbling out of this and that, you know, so he definitely was known as a blackout drink drinker. Um, he had certain names for people, uh, for women that him and his friends would um mess with and then he had something called the Devil's Triangle. <laughs> with him and his friends and you know all these things were like sexual references one had something to do with um throwing up you know it was literally a a crazy article that i read about kavanaugh but this man is still being approved to take the supreme court seat what does that mean for us what does that mean for who the world um that means that we still living up Misogynistic patriarch, patriotic, patriarchy. Ah, say the word for it. Patriarchy. Patriarchy. There we go. That was <laughs> tough. That was definitely ugly. No, but um, yeah, like okay. So this is okay. So a lot of people there, like they went back to high school to convict this man of of a rape crime, but it's not the time. It's this man is sitting on one of the highest courts. In our country, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, in, in the government, and he's a blackout drunk rapist, you know, and it was you thought a calendar that anybody could have wrote on was going to like be enough evidence to be like, well, you know, on the, on my on my on my uh my rape my rape calendar, you know, today we weren't actually <laughs> over here raping people. We were actually I was with Squeeb and uh, whoever else I was with, you know, like I can make a I can go on the computer making calendar that dates back to ninety two. We exactly like that's not even tough to do, but it's it's tough when you see two people in the courtroom. You got one telling the truth, and you got one crying and look like he's telling the truth, but he's not, you know, and it's just it's a tough break for women because. Evidence has been given. You got testimonies. You got all this stuff going on on the table, and they still don't believe this lady, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because of the time frame in which she waited so long to come forward, but it's like she came forward because she felt like this is a terrible man to have on the Supreme Court, you know? So 
man, it, it's tough out here. It's you know? very tough. And I think that what makes it all even worse is the fact that he's actually lying. The Supreme Court, he lied, he lied under oath. That's what the problem is. And they're still approving him for a seat where they don't allow anybody to lie under oath. And that's legit the biggest penalty. I was watching, um, I, I had sat up and I was watching, I was doing some writing. I was watching the trial or whatever. And even the senators that were on, on the, like, the, like the, doing the de- deliberation or whatever, like, you guys went back to high school. This is the biggest sham I've ever seen. Like, you guys are ruining this man's life. And it's like, yeah, he raped somebody. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, like rape is not one of those things where you just take lightly. Like, you, somebody told you no and you forced yourself on them, you know. Um, and you, it's multiple people, multiple sources saying, yeah, this man used to get drunk. Didn't know what he was doing, mm-hmm. acting crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. The man made a homemade calendar to mark the days he wasn't like. And I, he was lit. And this this is literally the society we live in, where frat boys are the winners, and, and like a, the white male is the winner in any situation. These are women who, for whatever reason, were afraid to speak out. Didn't want to f- like now people are calling her a liar. You know, like what type of pain that is to have to like go through that and still have this man take a seat on the highest judiciary position in the the country this it's, is it's like disrespectful it's so disrespectful this is what it's gonna take um and i'm speaking to women just generally and and I, I looked at a picture i was on twitter and i noticed a picture and a lot of women were alarmed at the at the verdict that was given about you know kavanaugh um him still being eligible to be on the supreme court and all the women standing up in disgust in that courtroom were black women and it's like, if women came together, if together as a whole, this would end, you know. But it's y'all, and then it's the white women who pick their race over their gender. Like, yeah, you. And now it's like now, oh, now we need to change. Now it took it took a white woman going to the Supreme Court, having all the evidence on the table, to be called a liar for women to want to all oh, let's stand up and let's let's protest because majority of them voted for Trump. Fact. 54% of them voted for Trump. You know, like, oh, oh so n- n- now is the time. Now is the time to stand up for, for yourself. Now. You should have been doing that. You shouldn't even, Trump shouldn't even got in the office. The, re- the reason why this is, this is running rampant and this is, this is taking off the way it's taking off because you got a man like Trump in office. Like, 54% of white women voted for Trump. So 54% of white women picked their, their race over their gender. So, like, this Kavanaugh is, situation is, is, is alarming to me because it's like, Women, y'all are so powerful. Y'all, y'all got y'all smarter than men. Y'all more, y'all more emotionally um, in tune than men. And you, it takes the perfect balance between the two: emotion and logic. You know, and women kind of have the, have it all. You know, but if they can just come together and like everybody, just all women just come together, whether you black, white, Asian, but they ain't gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always the divide. You know, because no one understands each other's culture. So I mean, it's a, it's a. It's good this finally happened because it's finally now you see the separation between men and women in this country. You see this, you see the totem pole. So I'm I'm, I'm glad that a lot of this stuff is it's not good, but I'm glad it's, it's coming out because maybe now we can have some real I don't change. want him to be Supreme Court justice. Also, in more fun political news, just to say real quick before we go into our artist talk, um, there were some letters with poison or something on the envelopes sent to the uh, Pentagon or something or the White House or something. And I was like, yes, 
<laughs> should have sent it to Trump. <laughs> but, you know, that's the uh, that was just fun to read today to see that, you know, people are, are trying to get these people out of office. You know, please don't kill anybody. But, you know, how do we get them out? There's no way right now they're literally going to appoint uh, a rapist into the Supreme Court. So my message to everybody is to guard your jewels. Women, and we talked about this before in the air, do not go into parties drinking underage. Do not go into situations where you know that you're going to be overly drunk. Don't overdrink. Know your limits. Because then there's nothing that can happen to you without your permission. There's nothing that... Unless it's literally a forceful, super forceful situation. But if you're inebriated, that literally puts you into a position for danger. You got to know your limits and you got to be accountable for who you're with. Take care of your friends. Don't go out alone. Go out with somebody who's going to make sure that you get home safely because the way things are going in today's society does not matter what the woman says. Or even if a male is the one who's in a part of... um, you know, a a rape case or a story. It doesn't matter. It does not matter what you say. It's about what the world thinks. And and it sucks that that's the world that we live in right now. But beyond that, I'm very happy to have uh, our superstar guest here. Hi. Hello there. This is uh, Maxwell MKs. Did I say that correctly? That is correct. Welcome to the show. Um, we are going to be going into an artist talk and freestyle very soon, but we're going to go ahead and listen to some music from DJ EJ, filling in for Marie the DJ right here on Nitty's Knocker. Case. That fire. Are you ready? I'm ready. Check. Check. Uh, uh. Poopity. Scoopity. Whoop. Poopity. Poopity. Scoop. Whoop. 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 That's enough. They're not ready. Uh, okay. They're wow. not ready. They're not ready. Bars over everything. Why? Every bar counts. Every bar counts. What? Boop did he scoop? That is my jam, first of all. And you just, and you just gave us a new meaning. I felt every piece of that. I know exactly who you are. Appreciate it. Appreciate I know it. you, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> I had to come with that fire. You came strong though, like you. Uh. But I thought you was finna hit us with a. You hit us with a scoopity whoop. Hey man, those are, those are the bars. I man. felt the uh, DMX vibe at first. I was like, oh, he really about to the uh, you know bark. What'd you say? What's DMX line? I'm still too young. I feel like to understand DMX all the way, but he was just aggressive. Uh, uh. Woo, poop. Well, so what's the poop? What's the poop with Maxwell? Where are you from, Maxwell? Uh, Maxwell. Grew up um, a little bit around a few places, a little bit in uh, central Illinois, and uh, became of age in Chicago. Spent a lot of my adult years in Chicago. And how has that been for you? What have you seen? 
the real. I feel like uh, Chicago is the real America to many extents. You know, all the topics and conversation that are going on in America, we deal with them uh, head on. So I really appreciate being able to deal with reality in Chicago. Okay. So for my listeners, Maxwell is an, um, A, not Ann. I should know better. It's a, he's a multidisciplinary creative. What does that mean to uh, someone who might not be familiar with what creatives do? Um, that would mean that uh, I'm not really boxed into a particular medium. So I may be doing a little bit of painting. I may be working digitally, doing some web, doing animation. I have you know, children's books, um, video editing, photography. So multidisciplinary, I, whatever outlet I need to execute, you know, I take that uh, avenue. So, Where did you create your first piece? Good question. Um, probably on the living room floor, you know, at uh, my six maybe years old. With a glass of wine? Uh, hopefully not at six, but... Uh, <laughs> no, you uh, know, like knocking it over. services. Pouring it out, kind of making your own art. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, not quite. Just, yeah. I was not drinking at six, if that's what you're wondering. <laughs> I, I don't judge, but yeah, <laughs> not me, though. Um, so you have a display of things happening. Um, you will be having a flash pop-up art situation happen, correct? That Am is- I saying this in the right? I want to say it in a way that it's like... Not so written, but just like you know what a flash mob dancer is, right? For sure, Brandon. You know what mm-hmm. flash mob dancer is, like where you just yeah. randomly see somebody break out into a form of dance. Is you doing the same thing with with your art? That is correct. Okay, give me an example of this. This is like this is really dynamic, and I'm um, all ears. So an example of it is so the art pieces are are two twelve foot tall, you know, art pieces. So they already draw a lot of attention. So when I'm already erecting these pieces, you know, um, people, it already instantly kind of creates this um, transformation of the space. You know, people are looking, seeing what's going on, trying to figure out what do these art pieces depict. And then the two pieces go up and some people start to see what's, you know, what's in the art pieces. And, you know, some people pull it out, you know, that it, you know, there's words that say demand justice and Mm -hmm. these big portraits of, Martin Luther King and uh, Malcolm X. Um, and then from there, um, these uh, pieces um, are open to interaction with the public. So, you know, you get people that are driving by and are like, you know, see these two mammoth pieces that are there standing there and what's it going on? Why demand justice? And it, they start to resonate with it in different ways. Some people take photos, some people just look, some people try their hardest to ignore it, and you can tell. Um, and then um, in other instances, I've partnered with um, organizations to do protests around it. So work with cause and then use those demand justice pieces as the backdrop. So having a demonstration on a corner where the, the message for demand justice is connected with a particular organization. And then other instances is where there will be other type of performances there. So there would be like dance and music and so on and forth so yeah that's really dope so you're literally like the unicorn of multidisciplinary art 
you're rare. Your pop-ups, they're rare. You never really know where they're going to pop up, correct? That, that is correct. That That's is correct. an amazing concept of just engaging people without really knowing who you're engaging. I, what was the name of that artist? He was He's from Europe. He would do Banksy. Mm-hmm. So yours kind of similar to that where you put up a piece and it's, your pieces are always um, thought-provoking and have some meaning to it. Um, but your, yours are legal. Uh, as opposed to his, he was putting up different paintings and stuff like that, but they weren't exactly legal. Right. So he was always on the run about it. But uh, I, I enjoy that you're doing something that is thought-provoking. And I, I, when we first I heard we were going to have you on the show, I went to your, your, your uh, Instagram profile, and I immediately fell in love with the layout of it and how like I saw all, all this positivity and the colors and just like strong and bold demands justice. And I feel like that's definitely a message that Chicago needs right now. Um, we're going through a lot right now with different trials, with the police and stuff like that. So um, appreciate the activism through your creativity. Yeah, that's, Thank you. that's truly um, iconic because a lot of people give up. If you pay attention to the fight here in Chicago, it has diminished uh, a lot. In the past few years, a few years ago, when um, you know Chicago music scene was really high, everybody was just everywhere at any given moment to protest. But you don't really see that anymore. It seems like people have kind of gone back down to a place of um, complacency with all of the craziness that's going on in Chicago to this day. Kids are still getting shot by cops. You know, um, random people. Uh, the two people that were found. One, some months ago, a young lady found in a dumpster, mm. and this recently an older guy saw by the same man being wheeled into, you know, a trash area. You know, these are things in, that are still happening today, and justice is still not being served correctly for families, you know, for people who are actually out here hurting people, doing murders, yet we have all these babies and, you know, young men, young women dying at the hands of Chicago violence. Um how do you really feel that your impact will or that your art will impact um, by doing these pop-ups? They say it's like 10 minutes to to two hours to, to have it in each in each place. How do you think that will like impact the people who are viewing that art at the time? Um, well, to kind of go back to what you were saying, um, I think what's important about the work is it's actually not tied to any one particular instance or cause Mm -hmm. so I believe it gives it longevity and it doesn't tie it down to a particular space and time Mm -hmm. so as you're stating like this is something that we've been dealing with for a long time and we probably still have a little bit more time to to get this in order so I think having the presence of these pieces that are not necessarily tied to any one thing that expires once you know people get done with that thing gives it an opportunity to influence in a larger way you know because uh, the way that someone may take from what I'm doing um, is yet to be seen because, once again, I'm not blocking into it just, you know, only Laquan or only the kids are getting killed or, or any other specific thing. It's open, demanding justice in all senses. So I hope that it's like a spark for the next joint that pops up afterwards. That's awesome because I feel like it will uh, inspire other artists to become pop-up uh, artists as well. This is a, a new twist to it. I've never really seen or... Uh, I've heard of people, you know, doing like last minute events, but they'll still post it. Look at Brandon <laughs> doing the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, just tell everybody. They'll be, they'll post it, you know, like, hey, I'll be in town tomorrow or hey, I'll be doing this. But the way that you're doing it is literally just like grassroots, you know, right into the heart of 
you know, any neighborhood, basically, you know, neighborhoods where it might be more of a, like you said, you know, it could be more about like rape charges or it could be something, you know, in another state, like, um, like how the immigration things in California, you know, so that is a really important factor to know that it's not just based around Chicago injustice, but, um, all over, including Africa. What's up with Africa? You know, motherland. What are you, what are you doing in Africa? Okay, that's pretty good. Journalism right there. Uh, <laughs> you see that? <laughs> Segways are a thing, you know. <laughs> uh, I recently uh, I just wrapped up my first uh, class in um, a demand justice uh, class. So it's essentially... Um, just talking about activism and the role different people have played in demanding justice. So I taught a class um, in uh, Malawi mm. and uh, to the high school, which is called secondary school. And uh, essentially, you know, it's quite remarkable how foreign the idea or the concept of demanding justice is you know, in that space. And I think that's very telling of where people are at in that space. Actually, the word demand justice actually doesn't necessarily exist in the language. Um, it's actually very hard to try to find the words to even articulate what demanding justice actually means. Hmm. And I felt like that was like a huge blow to just the whole notion of like, what's you, right. If you don't know how to yeah. even say demand justice in your language, like if you don't even, you're not able to articulate that. I can't even begin to go into so, the problems that. So, faces. so what do they call it? Um, so, like in Africa, if somebody commits a crime, say when somebody kills your brother and the police handles it or whatever, like, is do they call that justice? Like, what do they do? They demand for something? Like, how do they ask for uh, reparation or for um, something to be done about? So, um, and once again, you know, you can then look at history and it tells you, reveals other stuff, but there is um, a decent sense of um, allowance of abuse, you know, in, in a lot of areas in Africa. That's why you have right now in Africa, China is buying up Africa, you know. They are uh, given $80 billion worth of loans to African nations, and are essentially that's going to lock them down. Mm, forever. Right. So, But once again, um, it's the mentality of allowing certain levels of abuse. Um, and it's honestly, it's up to, it's because of the kindness of how we rock. You know, we're very, you know, um, very forgiving, kind people. So mm. we, I think we're not really built for that type of um, idea. So when people come and say, oh, we got $80 billion for you, you know, we're looking at it from a wholehearted perspective. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, that's locking down that nation, you know, for I don't even know how long. Because you, you think short term. That's like, you know, you, some, you, you're you activists and you're speaking out about something. And somebody's like, you know what? I know you need this money. Here go a million dollars. Just, you know, stop what you're doing. And just and sometimes we look at people like you could have kept protesting. It was right behind you. But. You took the settlement, but like you can't really knock people for that, especially when we don't know where they are. And I know in some areas, Africa is suffering financially um, due to other countries taking their resources and stuff like that. And China, I didn't, I, that's news to me. China is over there. And the crazy part about it is China would never let any Africans or anybody buy any land in their country, in that, in that, on that continent, well, in that country, period. No Asians would let us come in there and buy their land. So, so do you think there's yeah. a lack of um, education in Africa as far as what they should and shouldn't do 
with their resources because just like he was saying, you know, they can't go and buy anything from China, but here comes China work doing deals with them. You know, do you think that um, the education system for the, I mean, I know it's huge. It's a huge um, continent, but is that a issue in Africa? You know, like just levels of education about things like justice and what's right and wrong and, yeah, I think that, you know, once again, and I think, you know, back to that whole idea that the language doesn't even have, um, you know, vocabulary for that. When you look at a lot of liberators for African countries, a lot of them were actually educated in the U.S. So a lot of um, people that ended up going back to Africa to then become leaders were educated in the U.S. and were told, like, yo, you have something called injustice going on over there and you need to demand justice. So they went back and actually are the ones that actually liberated and became leaders. And I don't know if this is my place to say this, but that, that's what I, I, I want to see. Like, I feel like as brown people, we have this thing to where when we reach a certain status or a certain level, we don't reach back. And um, I used to have an African roommate, and I hung out with his friends. And like, when Africans come here to learn and be educated, there's a sense of entitlement that they have because they came from Africa, and they came here to get become a doctor or whatever, um, the highest level of education they, they can get here. But I never hear any of them saying they're going back to do, you know, to change their economy. You know, it's all about, like, getting education, making money, and taking care of your family. But I never hear anybody, like, let's go back and change how our country is being ran. Let's take it back from the colonizers and stuff like that. I feel like, and we do that as Americans. Like, we reach a certain middle class or upper class, and it's like, well, I serve my time being poor, you know, so... I feel like we, that's something we need to learn to do as black people, African, African-American, African. You know, we got to reach back and share what we know, share the knowledge. For sure. And I think that, that uh, part of it is we get caught up in that system, you know, that system that we were, were fighting, then we get caught back up into it. And in particular, I'm talking about a system of uh, achieving and gaining and building uh, materialistic things. And we get caught up in that, you know, trying to get the next house, trying to get the next car, trying to expand that car, trying to get two cars. Now, four-car mm. garage when you could have stopped at two and then the rest of the energy you could have gone back to being a mentor in that same neighborhood that you came from but you're too caught up on trying to change all these materialistic things and chase that stuff so i think that there is a big component of where we lose a little bit of our soul mm-hmm. you know that soul that made us us i think people. that is uh the hardest part with um success for african americans or for minorities in general and a country where you're told you're the minority you know you fight and fight and fight to not be that person anymore and you're like well I have to make sure that I'm good in this way because I need these things. you know it becomes more of a need for the unnecessary um, and it's hard to to balance that to say okay wait let me take a step back and just say one car is good you know I got a savings account I have bonds for my for generational wealth whatever whatever becomes a thing of um, like the the everything that glitters and gold type of situation this country is built on the look of things that's my uh, sippy cup this country is built on the um, on the basis of if it glitters it's gold right but in reality, it just puts you into more debt. It puts you into more uh, credit issues, more loans, you know. And I I just really believe that if we slow down mentally a little bit and just realize that it's easy to attain the wealth, you know. You just have to fight for it, but you don't have to be greedy with it. Because if we start becoming greedy, then we're no better than the oppressor. We're no better than the first person who 
we need justice from you know we become a part of the problem which is how a lot of high powered you know people of color can be sometimes you know they forget what's important and i also like i mean this is probably the last thing i want to say about this we also look at people with money as like y'all y'all need to give back and to do this i mean they got rich i mean some of them worked hard some of them people worked hard for them for their their money and their wealth um it's not their duty to take care of people, but us being humans, that's something you you should want to see other people eat. You should want to other see people do well. And I feel like as black people, sometimes we get, we get impatient with our own people. Like you seem like a very educated man. I'm very educated. She's very educated. But like, am I? We we live a certain we live a certain <laughs> way. But it, 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 it breaks my heart when I go into the hood and I'm talking to people about certain things and they just like they're lost. You know, they their their mentality isn't the same. So it's like. All my neighbors cutting their grass. It's one of these just three families across the street not cutting their grass. I don't want to have to live on this block. My family come and they see the grass ain't cut. This the block half the block the nice half the block. I'm gonna move it to the suburbs, and that's the mentality that we have when we get some money. People get some money, and they they leave. They the get impatient. I can't stand these, and I and they leave the problem instead of just like, you know, for example, like my neighborhood. I live in South Shore. Um, and people here South, here South Shore over East, they think bad. My neighborhood is nice. People own their homes, uh, keep the keep the block nice. But more of the story is, we had a family that wouldn't cut their grass. A couple of families that wouldn't cut their grass. So it's like they're the eyesore of the block. So they just moved over there though. So this is their first time owning a home. Um, so they didn't they didn't adjust it because they're used to having people cut their grass. So. We just taught them by example, you know. Uh, after a while, they started noticing like they cut their grass every two weeks. Um, they're like our house is the only one standing out. Within a month of seeing us cut grass and pick up garbage, just keeping our block nice, the kids picking up their trash now. The grass is being cut. You know, they being considered of everybody else. So it's like it takes patience. You know, it takes us having to know that sometimes you got to take the leader position. You know, and we as people need as black people need to just be more unified. And that's probably that's what we missing. Yeah, I feel like um, even with you wearing what you have on right now, it's bold. You know, you step outside with a demand justice shirt. It's going to be thought-provoking. It's going to make people start thinking about ways to work towards it. You know, um, like um, Khalid with his Make Africa Great Again line that he does. You know, these are things that people wear to remind you, hey, we are important, you know, and you do deserve answers you do deserve honesty you know um and we have to i feel like we're more accountable and let me know if you feel the same way maxwell i feel that we're more accountable for what our celebrities do than the celebrities should be held accountable for it's like we determine their thought process in a sense you know so like with with kanye since we were talking about kanye west He's lost and confused and just saying whatever pops off in his head because of what his fans are allowing him to feel. But it's because they're at a loss also. So they're like, oh, Kanye just tripping. Don't mind him. Instead of saying, hey, that's not cool. This this is how we should work together to make the right thing happen. Do you agree with, you know? I think there, uh, yeah, I agree with part of it. I mean, there's uh, thousands of layers for uh, our dear friend there as to address, you know, what's going on with it. Um, but partially what I also think, you know, I caught a little bit of what was going on in, in terms of the conversation, but 
one great thing that I see, I think, is a lot of independent thinkers are breaking out from from that. You know, you worship this dude as some idol, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see that, oh, my idol is not bulletproof. His thought process is not bulletproof. And I think that's a great gift to the generation mm-hmm. now. You know, now they're, oh, okay, well, my idol doesn't always say things right. Wait, but what does this actually mean? Well, oh, when I look and research this, mm-hmm. oh, this is that. And I feel like that is one of the greatest gifts that are coming from you know, from this. Um, so once again, I think there are lots of layers and it's ways to address it, but that's like a small component of, of how I look at. That's really turning the perspective from a negative to a positive. And that's what we try to do. I think he articulated it way better than I did. Yeah. Cause Brandon was trying to say that earlier and I was like, Nope. No, <laughs> no, she wasn't. Wrong. She was. I think I was too excited. You know, she. You definitely had like a more calm, educational tone. I guess I was too excited <laughs> about it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not for talking about my homie. Like number one fan. No, I just I feel like sometimes we like Kanye's a musical genius. You know, that's is that's exactly what we should let his genius stay in music. You know, that's also where um, we should let it stay. But you I, know, we can't we can't sit on Kanye. We talk. I want to talk more about how. Maxwell incorporates dancers and things like that and how people who are hanging out in the city can be a part of it randomly. How can how can people pop up with your art? You know, how can they step in and say, Hey, can I can I do a dance piece or can I do some spoken word in front of your art piece? How can they be involved with what you're doing? For sure. Um, definitely looking for uh, more dancers and different people that want to express themselves in all kinds of different ways um, to, once again, just activate and transform a particular block in space. So whether it's a drummer, a poet, tap dancer, you're breaking, you know, um, you playing the, the flute, whatever it is, um, or whatever method of expression because fundamentally also um, demand justice to me is an idea of an existence you know when you're demanding justice you're you're you know you're act, you're you're saying that I want to be I want to exist and I think expression is definitely um, a big part of that so when someone is you know singing and stuff like that I feel like they are demanding a particular uh, form of existence so incorporating people that are you know, expressing themselves in a particular way is a huge part. So, yes, definitely. Um, and that's honestly, I'm sorry, that's very beautiful. Like, when I, when uh, Laquita was telling me about the way that you engage and the way that you work and how humbled you are with what you do, it just really, like, touched me in a way, like, yes, like, bring him on here. You know, like, let's talk to somebody who's literally pushing for positivity, pushing for involvement of each other. You know, we Chicago does not know how to be involved with each other. Not yet. And I think we're getting there. We're getting closer. But it's been a thing, you know, even with us growing up with some of the people that we've grown up with, it's clicked up and, and people are like, oh, no, I mean, maybe I'll help, but I'm, I got, I don't know, I might not be free. Instead of looking at the overhead of it, like, yo, if we all – go down on Michigan Avenue on that block that the installment is on and we just literally make a, have hundreds of people right there, you know, that's impactful. And I think it's just really beautiful uh, that you involve so many people in something that you've created on your, you know, on your own from the, like, depths of your your mind. Appreciate that. Sorry, I get really real emotional sometimes. <laughs> but, yeah, you can definitely... um Reach out on his website, uh, Demand for Justice or Demand Justice Chicago dot org. 
That's correct. Uh, it tells you where he'll be 24 hours before the event. Um, and you can email and reach out to his team so that you can be involved in an amazing project. His Instagram is also Demand for just, uh, Demand Justice Chicago. I don't know why I keep saying Demand for Justice. But it's Demand Justice Chicago as well. Uh, he's featured in the Instagram story of the Nitty's Knocker page, Nitty's Knocker Radio. Um, and this is a way to get involved, guys. A fun way to get involved. Sometimes school can be boring with the way they teach us how to be politically involved and how to vote and how to do certain things. But this is a way to have some fun and, and get to know a new person who's involved uh, politically and artistically, you know, I learned so much more about politics just from doing a radio show and and being more of a media person. And, of course, my thoughts on politics probably would be retarded and crazy, but to me, they're valid, you know, and, and it's about talking about it. It's about being in the room to talk about these things. And um, right now I want to go into a segment that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, this is called The Unicorn Gospel. And we do this every week. You want me to spit bars as well? Or? <laughs> this time, you don't have to spit any bars. Um, <laughs> this time, I'm just going to take a, a word. Um, and the word, it, you know, I'm not pushing religion on anybody. It's a book of morale. And I love that it's a book of morale. It helps me with anything. But I like to word it in a way of a unicorn because, like, why not? This week, we're talking about attractions, the law of attraction. And so our unicorn gospel is from Proverbs 23 and 7. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. In simple terms, whatever a man or a woman passionately thinks, whatever sits in your soul heavy, is what you will become. So if what's sitting in your soul is to be an activist who demands justice and it just it's literally pouring from you, then that's what you will be. If you speak that, you will become that. If you speak the positive and the good of our city, that's what our city will become. If more people start to think and feel and see your city or your state or your country or your continent in that way. If you choose to be nasty... And full of bad energy and, like, negative Nancys or whatever. Then that's what's going to come from you. Like the Spongebob episode when his breath smelled really bad and you could see the green odor coming from him. You are what you eat. You are what you think. You are what you speak. So if you are speaking bad upon your life, bad will happen. And I am a, a living piece of evidence of that. Because for two years, up until maybe three months ago... I thought the worst of myself. Legit. No matter how good the show is, no matter how much fun I have with my friends and my co-hosts or how cool my hair is or whatever, I still went home every night and beat myself down and really believed that I was nothing and that nothing would come from anything. The moment that I stopped thinking that way about myself and started believing that things would come into fruition, that's exactly what started happening. Everything within months has changed. Even Brandon said, "You, your glow, you glowing, G." 
He didn't say it like that. For the record, I did not say it like that. My voice did but, not sound you know, like that. But it's just, <laughs> you can see the difference in your energy, you know? And that's what I think uh, is a very important thing. But um, if we just be, pa- if we become more passionate about positive things, then that's on- the only thing that we will surround yourself with is positivity. And that that's a, a well-known fact, you know? I don't hang out with the same people anymore. I don't dab in the same things anymore. I literally have a new group of people who I can bounce ideas off of with each other. We can have drinks together. We can anything, you know, like I go to somebody's job. I'm talking about Quita. I go to Quita's job like, hey, I'm on my way so we can just sit and talk about stuff. You must work at a restaurant or something. Where you work at? No, I work at Roosevelt University. Oh, so you just be going up there chilling? Yeah, she's uh, a PR person. Oh, she's a big, me. big dog. Only time he get needy or something is food involved or something like that. Oh my god, that too, and I think passionately about food. So what do I do? I eat it, and it's good every time. That's what we got in common. Food. Yes, most definitely. Uh, you want to grab some lunch? So, yeah, I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, um, definitely want to go. You got some events for us, Brandon? Uh, it's kind of a dry weekend. It's a dry weekend. Okay, so I mean, I do got something to say though. You go know, ahead. Um, just, you know, it's my damn can I live segment where I try to help people live their best life. Okay, uh, you see how excited he gets about it? He really- You've been making me get excited about it. Like, she's like, Brandon, you got to take it serious. So I'm taking it serious, and now I'm being, I'm I'm being shunned for it. You know. No, but um, <laughs> I was having a conversation with my friend, uh, like, la- late last week, and we were just talking about, like, being genuine, you know. Um, sometimes when you meet people and you interact with people, you can kind of get a sense of, like, their energy, like, are they being genuine? Are they using me for something? Are they being opportunists, you know? And we all have moments like that. Um, I think everybody is a, is a trash person. Honestly, we all have moments where we're completely trash. And I feel like we need to communicate with others around us. Like, if you, know, if you don't feel like talking to somebody that day and you feel like you just need to be by yourself, communicate that to the, to the person. Because you don't, sometimes as humans, we don't realize the effect that we have on others. Now, you may interact with somebody like me and Nitty, like, I may be a little bit more emotional than needy, you know. So if we talking every day and you just and you just leave me hanging or you don't communicate me that you need some space and I'm hitting you up or I need something and it's like I'm not in the head space right now. I'm some type of way. I just, I just need a, a, some space. Now it's been communicated to me properly. So now I'm not not wondering like where my friend go, you know. So often that's just an example of the impact that we have on others that we don't realize. So I I just want people to communicate better, you know. If we don't feel like Somebody ask you a question, just try to be 100 with people, you know, because we're getting older, you know, people not trying to waste their time, and people want to be around genuine energy. So, yeah, just, if you're going to be a trash person, just be a trash person and be honest about being a trash person. Don't, because the worst thing about being a trash person is pretending not to be a trash person and you're really trash. So, like, try to be 100 and try to be yourself and be honest with the people around you, because the people around you are your friends, they're going to respect what you have to say and how you're feeling about yourself that day or what you're going through. So, yeah. Let's be a honest trash person, I guess. What? Yeah. Message. But, um, Maxwell, what does attract mean to you? Like the definition of attract. Um, it's a good one. Um, I guess if <clears throat> I guess if we're talking probably beyond like. You know, anything physical or anything like that. No, it could literally be whatever the word track means to you. Um, you know, 
uh, I look at it as a as a draw, uh, something similar to gravity, um, that you know, that just draws you in. So that's how I look at attract as something that just pulls you in. Well, by definition, it is to cause to come to a place or participate in a venture by offering something of interest, um, favorable conditions, opportunities, um, and attraction is the actual action of the word attract. So when you're speaking of attraction, you are literally working towards the vibe you want to present to some people who are gravitating towards you. Like you say, you know, what what are you doing that's making people crawl or like when you see the cartoons, when they sniff the food and they start floating towards that scent? What exactly are you attracting? Uh, and that's why it's important to understand the law of attraction. And what is law of attraction? It is the ability to attract into our lives whatever we are focusing on. Um, law of attraction uses the power of your mind to translate whatever is in our thoughts and materialize them into reality. And literally just means to turn all thoughts into things. A lot of people try to discredit the law of attraction because they have such negative Positions. I won't say they're negative people, but their positions mentally are negative. Like um, when you look at the cycles of oppression in uh, a low low um, income community or something like that, right? The grandma on down, everybody has this same perception of how you got to stay on the system because, or that it's the it's built by the man and it ain't for you know it's a cycle, right? They're attracting that into their lives, but yes. The law of attraction is a real thing. Um, the most difficult part of acknowledging the truth um, is that every single decision in life happens. <laughs> every single one of them. Because you spoke it, you know? Because you made that into um, a situation for you. You've shaped your reality. Do you agree with the thought of shaping your reality. Do you think that that's a thing? It's like the destiny versus fate situation, you know, like is shaping your reality really something that determines your fate or your destiny? Um, yes, but I, I definitely think that some people uh, turn it into a, uh, a Santa Claus type Walt Disney version mm -hmm. of life. And I don't think it's a hocus pocus type thing but if you start to really pay attention to the universe and how things start to shift around um it's it's undeniable that um things shift in certain ways and allow you to move when you put your energy in that but it's definitely not hocus pocus it's it's not you can't just sit in a, a, a closet and start to wish that you're a millionaire and then think that somebody's about to show up in that closet with a million dollars cash i, I definitely agree with you come um, on with it i Look, watch if you're i watch uh I watch First Take in the morning, and like this is quote Max Kellerman says all the time, and I love it. Luck is the residue of design. Um, basically, if you're doing the right things and you put yourself in the right positions to to do what you want to do, put out that energy, you're not gonna get lucky. Luck is just a happenstance because you were doing the right things and making the right plays at the right time. So you can make your own luck. Cause that's what that's what luck is, making your own destiny. And like you said, like it's. It's, it's not something you just be like, well, I'm going to be rich. I'm gonna be, you have to put action into words. You know, a lot of people, when I, I'm a, I call myself a realist. I'm not a pessimist. I'm not a super positive person. I'm the person in a room that's like, okay, so what if this goes wrong? Not to say I want it to go wrong, but you have to have that 
that knowledge because, you know, this is real life. You know, I wish we lived in a fancy world where everything happened to when you spoke it, you know. But and in, in, in this country, like, they'll tell you, like, if you come from this, you're not going to be here. You know, so you, sometimes you got to work a little bit harder to mold your own your path and your destiny. But it's definitely, like you said earlier, free thinking. Like, this is the generation of free thinkers. We're not in that same mindset, like she said, that live off the government, you know, and that's people coming out of that, you know. So we got to attract that energy. Like, I told myself this year, I'm not arguing with nobody. I'm not fighting with nobody, like, none of that. And I've had, it hasn't been the best year, like, maybe financially, but I've been at peace because I've said that at the beginning of the year, I'm not arguing with nobody, you know, so. I should have said that, too. Yeah, you definitely, yeah, (laughs) I said it. And and like you said, I didn't say that and just was like, I'm not arguing with nobody. Whenever somebody presents some BS to me, I'm, you know what? Like, nothing to do with me, bro. Like, I'm, I'm not even emotionally involved in this. I'm just slide and remove myself from the situation. I'm so glad you didn't remove yourself from any of my drama. That's how you know you're a good friend. You need a good friend in your life. Because mm. he had my back through a lot. Serenity, chill. It'll be okay, you know? But I'm, no! But, you know, that's because I was attracting yuck, you know? I was literally allowing myself to sit in the depression of uh, a bad relationship, you know? And it was like no coming back from it for me. I was like, that was it for me. That was life for me. And now what am I supposed to do? You know, how am I supposed to move forward with the new guy? And, you know, I was putting a new guy through so much, you know, on accident, not even on purpose. And it's because literally everything that was surrounding me was nasty. And the reason I... um wanted to talk about it was just because I feel like I've seen it in so many different ways this week. Chance talked about it. My friend Bria talked about it. Bria Chanel. Um, she talked about it. Um, my mom talked about it. It was so many people just talking about what you attract into your life and what happens. And two days ago after um, Laquita's media meetup, I had a meeting right after that. And both of those situations put me into a place where the feeling I had, I can't explain to you guys because it was overwhelming with, with joy, with, with happiness, with, Oh my God, within the year, everything that I wanted is about to be mine. You know what I'm saying? And you can't, you can't understand that feeling unless you've been there, unless you really saw whatever you were building become yours, where you know that this is going to be your life, you know? And it's, it's because I changed my, my perspective. I started manifesting the law of attraction so what are ways that you use the law of attraction? Like, how do you make it a part of your everyday life, Maxwell? Um, a bunch of sensitivity. You know, I think that um, sometimes I think people that get caught up in the rut of this cycle of negativity are not paying attention to the minute vibrations of the, you know, of our world. You know, the vibes, you know, the spirits, the unsaid and unfelt things that exist when you wake up, when you walk in a room, when you feel someone, um, when you start to pay attention to those things, you can walk straight into the right energy and just go boom, boom, one after another. You know, when you start to pay attention to those details, if you are not sensitive to the way the world is working, you will find yourself in a continual rut asking yourself, how come I keep on making the same bad decisions? Why do I keep on running into the same wrong people? Why do I keep getting the same bad jobs? Is you need to start being a lot more sensitive. Stay quiet. Listen to what the universe, what God is trying to tell you. Sometimes God is trying to tell you, yo, chill, that's not for you. But when you become sensitive, you start to hear that voice loud and clear. And I think myself, one thing that I'm pretty happy about is... um, 
feel like God speaks loud as hell to me, you know, like he is very audible to me. And I find his guidance um, to, to always be on the mark and often be against what I want. But, you know, I'm always surprised and amazed. I'm like, damn, you had that lined up? Yeah, yeah, I did. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> and I think that comes from a ton of sensitivity. And also that, that sensitivity comes from the shrinkage of the ego. The loudness of your ego. Why this man preaching right now? I'm ready. <laughs> Sit in every. Come on, you got to chair. Ooh, you I'm gonna good. let you finish, but I was just saying that the loudness of your ego prevents you from listening to what the universe and God are trying to tell you. When you shrink yourself and shrink your ego, that voice becomes so loud it guides you to victory. I was I was talking to um, one of my friends, and uh, we were talking about just. She was actually talking about me. She like um, she said something about like how I'm able to have, like, the perfect balance of, like, sensitivity. And it's like, I have to learn that. Like, you knew me a few years ago. Like, what was I? Straight savage. I didn't care about nobody except myself. You feel me? Like, whatever made me happy, I was doing it, you know. Um, but it took me having to go through some stuff to uh, understand, like, my own self. Like, I'm a very emotional person. And I spent so many years of my life trying to avoid that, that it turned me into something that I wasn't supposed to be. So now the person who I am I'm, I, I feel people, and like I feel their energy, you know, and it, it makes me aware. It, it it helps me, you know, like you said, and it 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 gives me the perfect amount of like. I feel like as a man, you gotta have a, a certain amount of feminine energy and a certain amount of masculine energy. They have to go hand in hand because I can't understand a woman if I can't channel my own feminine or like sensitive energy, you know. And that's it has helped me with relationships like this year. I've had the best relationship with people, my friends. Uh, Family, you know, just understanding people and actually listening, you know. It's about being open, too. Yeah. You know, since in, in other terms, you know, sensitivity is being open, being uh, willing to hear someone else's perspective. That ego, like you said, some men, like for men, it's, it's tough. Like you, nah, not even just men, because come on, you women. Are oh, some yeah. of the most prideful creatures. Y'all prideful, but it's not, it's, y'all not taught to be prideful. Y'all, it's not instilled in y'all from a young age to be. Have a big ego. Have to well, walk sorry, around. That's like, how my mom. <laughs> oh yeah, you got a different OG, own it, but, serenity. <laughs> yeah, but we taught to be insensitive. We taught to be you don't cry. You don't show uh-huh. no emotions. That's how we taught and we train to be brought up. So it's refreshing to see another man able to verbalize that and articulate that because like that's how I feel. You know, um, and I'm starting to see the change and the shift in the winds. How men, I feel like this next generation of men gonna be way more progressive. Sure. Yeah. And uh, just a few ways. Um, that you can use the law of attraction or ways that it um, areas in your life you can attract uh, manifest love and relationships from having a good attraction you know you'll stop attracting the bum bums and start uh, attracting uh, you know the types the my types the ones that you literally have seen yourself with this man you've dreamed of or woman you know that you have your list of standards for it they start to become a part of your reality you can attract money and wealth. You can say it. Oh, I got. I'm. I'm doing good. My wealth is here. I. You know. I attract wealth. That's all I do. And you can say that. That doesn't make you cocky, or you know, too egotistical when you say things like that to yourself. It's not. You don't say that to other people. You wake up in the morning and tell yourself that you're good and that it's taken care of already. That you. That your your mom has that house that you want her to have. You know what I'm saying? That your grandma is in that the home that she needs to be in to be taken care of. 
You speak that and and the, your subconscious starts working double time with you to make sure that that's the only thing you're working on. Like I said, it's not just sitting in the closet and saying it. It's your entire thought process become, that's what your body wakes up for you to do. You might start waking up at 6 a.m. because you're ready to wake up and get going, you know? You can improve your mental health with the law of attraction. We It's a lot of depressed people in the world, and I, I think it's because we depend on the, the, the life of others so much from what we see, and we beat ourselves up because we don't have that. But if you just start telling yourself, I call it, I told myself I would start doing it. It's called the Beyonce Chronicles. Where I start talking about myself in Beyonce's voice on Snapchat or Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, man, you look good today. You know, like, and I just kind of do it. And it's just like, yeah, I feel good. I do feel, yeah, you right, girl, you know. Beyonce told me, or, it's, you know, even though it's myself, it's just a way that I can, like, have fun with it and promote healthy thinking and um, success, abundance. Like, it's it's yours with, with uh, the law of attraction. You know, there are a ton of books out here that you can read. Um, and reading is fundamental, guys. Like, a lot of us haven't stopped reading, including myself, because of phones. You know, I'm like, oh, well, somebody summarized it. I'll just read the summary. It's better. What was that notes thing called in uh, high school? Spark notes. Spark notes. Oh, yeah. I used to write papers with spark notes. But now it's like the internet is everything. But if you take a book and put it in your hand and open it and read it, sit with yourself, turn the pages, hear them turning, feel them turning, that's you attracting knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So it's literally all about what you decide to uh, present yourself with. Um, and I would like to give... Maxwell MK is the floor to give us our quote of the week. Uh, I like for my guests to leave us with something for the week. It goes up on the social media um, in bright pink sparkly things. <laughs> but, you know, it's still your quote. It's just sparkly. All right. Uh, give me like uh, uh, 24 seconds while you. Well, how about this? Let's go listen to some music until for for a little bit. And when we come back from this music break with DJ EJ, we are going to talk about the quote of the week and how we can keep in touch with you. That work? That works. All right. Here's some music from DJ EJ right here on Nitty's Knocking. Yeah. We are... <laughs> We're back. You just heard DJ EJ mixing some music for y'all on Nitty's Knocker Radio. Every Tuesday we do this. We hang out. 815 is the end time 615 the star set that super duper backwards don't judge me if anybody is ever interested in being a part of this you you know you know how to find us nitty's knocker google it uh everything will pop up submit your music ideas we will add you as um a guest if you you know reach out and do your thing um dj ej want to say something before we get into our quote of the week Yes, no, maybe so. We can hear you. So, uh, what's going on, everybody? My name is DJ EJ. Um, today's my mom's birthday. She is uh, 25 years young, because if anything, if she would have hitched that she's her actual ass, she'll probably curse me out. <laughs> so, if you listen to mom, happy birthday. I love you. I hope you that, that you enjoyed your, your day and stuff like that. You know, I hope you enjoyed the roses I gave you, too. So, yeah. Come on. Ladies, you heard that? He giving out roses. He giving out roses. His mom taught him yeah, well. Happy did. birthday, mom. Happy birthday, and thanks for having such an awesome son who is a great DJ we're going to have to have on the show more often. You think so? I, I think so. That. I had a very good time. Hey, man, My hair was... Busy, man, so. 
And that's the homie for real. Shout out to her for real. Like, if anything, that's that's really that's a real good homie for real. For real. her and Vine. So, yeah, yeah. Time. I'm I'm glad that that's the team, and I'm glad that you are now a part of it in a sense. You know, so I always feel free to to reach out. Uh, but I want to go ahead and jump into the quote of the week from Maxwell M. Case. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, I appreciate all that pressure. <laughs> um. The quote, my quote is, uh, never let any man you teach, never let any man you meet teach you anything, Whoa. but learn everything you can from every man you meet. Ooh. Mm. You, that's, you writing a book or something? <laughs> you writing your own set of uh, laws of power? Yeah, you definitely a free thinker, because like. Most definitely. That yeah. was, say it one more time for the people in the back. Never let any man you meet teach you anything, but learn everything you can from every man you meet. Mm. Snaps. That's like, I would listen to that spoken word and be like, bars. You would hear me in the back. Bars. Message. Message. That is such a powerful message. You are your own shaper of your universe. For real. You are... The person you make yourself out to be based on what you allow yourself to learn, like for real, for real. And I'm super grateful. How can we keep up with you once again? Um, you can hit you can hit the website, you know, just uh, look me up. Um, I do have multiple projects and a lot of them have different websites. So also just looking up my name, um, things will pop up and definitely feel free to hit me up. I'm super open to collaborating. Um, there's definitely a lot of room um, with what I do to work with a lot of different people that have, you know, various talents. So drop me an email, drop me a DM, um, and let's see how we can get it popping. Y'all can slide in his DMs. Slide. Slip, like the uh, slip and slide. <laughs> the one that you slide off the mat sometimes. Yeah, no, no, just, just slide all mm-hmm. the way. Mm-mm. All the way. So that's after, also a great song. Dark show now, right? She just took it. There. Oh, y'all took it there. See, it's that's what that I literally was thinking about a slip and slide, like and how I've been used one in a very long time. Y'all are nasty. You said sliding DMs, and then you said slip and sliding the DMs. And kept repeating it. It kept because they had to really visualize. The men in the room kind of felt you yeah. know, some type great of. That mix, if anything, um, it's called you know drip. I'm coming out with a very very soon, so it will be on my. Um, Wait, so I got to change my voice to my uh, Beyonce late night. I mean, so you gonna handle Jacquees on there? Is it? Oh, no, no, All right, no, cool, no, cool, no. cool. Homie can't sing to me. Right. He sound like a like a like a dying goat. But <laughs> beyond uh, the shade that we do not toss <laughs> too often on this show, not too often. We try not to. Um, <laughs> you will have been listening to Nitty's Not Career Radio. Um, Nittiesknocker.com. That's N-I-T-T-Y-S-K-N-O-C-K-E-R.com. You can find the Instagram pages. You can send any of us a message on the team. You know, we'll respond and reach out in the way that we should. But until I meet with you lovely people next week, we have another superstar coming in uh, from Curvy Chick Yoga. Um We're going to have a good week, everybody. We're going to attract positivity, and we're going to come back with even more great stories of how awesome our week was. Um, Right here on Nitty's Knocker, and until next week, peace, love, and happiness.